0: what is going on everybody welcome back to the mind over macros podcast as always i am your host mike milner and today's episode this was a fire conversation i had taylor morgan on the show at captain underscore taylor underscore morgan we really went into some some topics that everyone needs to hear now taylor coaches men specifically so a lot of this conversation was talking about men But I feel like this applies no matter who you are, no matter where you are. uh, We talked about just finding your purpose in life. What do you value? How to make decisions that get you closer to what you actually want? And why, as a society, we are just okay being average. Yeah, I know. We went in. I can feel the tension in the room. We're going to cut through it real quick. And I'm going to let you hear this. Really impactful conversation that I had with Taylor. Before I do that, I just want to let you know that you can leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts right now and be eligible to win some free supplements from Organifi, Cured, or from our own pop supplement store. All you have to do is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and you're eligible. That's it. Very simple. We're going to pick one winner every single week. And if you enjoy this episode, please take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories on Instagram. You can tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner, and you can tag Taylor at captain underscore Taylor underscore Morgan. Enjoy the episode. All right, everybody. I am joined today by a very special guest. I have Taylor Morgan joining me on the show today. Taylor, what's going on? Thanks
1: for joining. What's up, Mike? Happy to be here get some squirts of my Xaminer juice in for my podcast. <laughs> nice. Uh, so
0: I would love to start off with uh, just hearing a little bit about your background and your story. And uh, it's always interesting to hear like how we came to doing this and this industry is, is kind of an interesting one. Um, so I would love to hear like the origin story and how everything came to be for you.
1: Yeah. How far back do we want to go? We'll, we'll go to, uh, to my first major failure this was uh when i was in the marine corps i was drunk and high and uh, at a crossfit party uh, with my crossfit friends and i did the typical thing i decided that it was time to drive home around 2 a.m uh thankfully my friends tried to stop me but because At the time, my ego was so fucking huge and nobody was going to tell me what to do. I knew best always. I brushed past my friends, grabbed my keys and started to walk to my car, uh, no shoes on. And because this was the first time that I was crossfaded, drunk and high at the same time, this was like a, a new feeling for me. And I wasn't just drunk and I wasn't just high. I was super fucking drunk. And I was super fucking high. Like when I drank, when I drank at the time, I drank to get drunk. And the that was the first time that I smoked. And of course, I, I took the first hit and I was like, oh, I don't feel anything. Let me have another one. And oh, I don't feel anything. It's my ego. I'm not high. This doesn't working. Right. So it was a lot of that. <laughs> and then uh, I felt like I was in this dream state. And all of a sudden I got the idea that I wanted to climb on these beach houses. We were in a, a nice beach house community in San Clemente, California. And uh, so that's what I did. I started to, to scale up the sides of, of these houses. And I came to one where the uh, their bathroom window was unlocked. So of course, being the adventurous uh, Marine that I was, I went inside their house. So I'm now in this person's home at about 2 a.m. And I proceed to walk down the hall look to the right, uh, up this stairwell to the third story, there's a dog laying at the top of the stairs there. And I make eye contact with that dog. I'm like, oh, shit, it's about to bark, like about to wake the whole house up, didn't make a sound. So I just closed the door, proceeded to explore the rest of the house, uh, uninterrupted, came to this girl's room. And uh, she was sleeping in there, I would guess, late teens. And at this was another, oh shit point. It's like, I I clearly didn't think any of this through. So I was like, what am I doing in this situation now? She woke up. She was like, who who are you? It's like, I'm Taylor. We, we met at a party. She's like, when? It's like, tonight. She's like, no, nope, didn't go to any parties. I'm going to call the cops. I don't know who you are. And I said, no, nope, that's okay. I'll just leave. So I went back out the way that I came, hopped down onto the sidewalk, started booking it back to my car. And then I was like, you know what? That was really weird. I'm going to go back and and apologize to this poor girl, except I'm going to do it via rooftop. So now I climbed up to the rooftops of these three-story beach houses and proceeded to jump from rooftop to rooftop back to apologize to this girl. So landing on the other side, shingle shattering, like 230, it's like the people inside must've been thinking it was a meter shower or some, some, probably not some crazy man is, is jumping on the roof. Um, so at this point, again, I'm, I'm thinking I'm living a dream that I can do whatever I want. And I come to this one gap, it's pretty substantial. And I was like, fuck it, let's go. So I ran, jumped, made it to the other side. But when I landed, it was this loud pop. Uh, that literally and figuratively sobered me up. Um, I So I lowered myself down uh, to their backyard, hobbled the rest of the way back to my car and woke up about 7 a.m., drove back to base with my left foot. And uh, turns out it was broken. I would end up missing my second deployment uh, in the Marine Corps. And that moment, like I said, sobered me up. I quit drinking for two years. I completely 180 my life from drinking almost every weekend uh to and just playing video games doing nothing in my free time to learning everything i could about holistic living started exercising even more taught myself how to handstand walk during that time that i had a, a cast on um you know learning about nutrition and listening to educational podcasts reading books everything i could to to maximize my potential right so that was the major major turning point point. and then i became a crossfit coach started working in saudi arabia uh realized that um i don't care about the money that i was making because i was making good money there but they um they wouldn't live by the core values that we had set together and i was like you know i'm not going to stay on as a head coach um just for the title and we're going against our core values that we set together here so i i quit found out that i'm not an employee uh, nobody's going to tell me what to do or where to be at what time, uh, so that's when I pieced everything together and created what I do now, which is the the Captain's Lifestyle Podcast, uh, YouTube show, and primarily high performance coaching for other men. That's a that's a wild story. So as as
0: you're kind of walking me through that journey, I'm wondering the identity shift that happens like internally, and and what like what would you say that was for you where. What was that purpose that you were looking for? Maybe it was something that you were trying to fill as you're scaling beach houses and you know jumping from rooftop to rooftop to then the' like one eighty I'm gonna turn my life around. What became your identity and your purpose from that shift?
1: yeah, that's the problem is is back then that version of Taylor he didn't have a purpose he was purposeless he didn't know uh he thought. His purpose was to uh, serve his country in the Marine Corps, found out that was not the case because primarily the um, the leadership that I experienced in the Marine Corps was not leadership. It was more tyrannical and, and more of a, a dictatorship. So I, I didn't have a good experience uh, with other leaders in the Marine Corps. And so I was like, this is not at all what I had expected. Then I thought my purpose was to help others in fitness, which it was for a long time until I realized that fitness is actually a very small percentage of what it is to live a healthy and fulfilling life. So as I kept learning, I kept redefining my purpose. And now my purpose is to hashtag make thriving standard. And what I mean by that is freedom in three different categories, physical freedom, emotional freedom, and financial freedom. So physical freedom, as a man, I work with men. Physical freedom, uh, being able to do whatever it is that you want to do, whether that's go uh, skiing or scuba diving or uh, hiking, um, playing ping pong, like whatever it is, you should be able to, to physically do that thing, let alone be able to protect yourself and your family from harm. So being in physically good shape and not getting winded when you play with your kids, right? Uh, then financial, well, financial freedom is the obvious one, right? Being able to afford what it is that you want to do, uh, specifically experiences that you want to have and share with other people. And then the emotional freedom is being free from your mind, not letting, uh, first off, your self-limiting beliefs get in your way, and then not being a victim to external circumstances, not letting anybody else or any other situation dictate how you feel or how you spend your time, right? So many men today are just victims of um, like whatever job that they got after college. They they just accept that, like, okay, I guess this is what I do now, without even questioning, like, is this what I enjoy? Is this something that brings me energy, or does this drain energy from me? And then they have to you know drink on the weekends and watch sports to fulfill that inner desire uh, for moving towards a goal. I think so many men today don't actually have a goal, so they fucking love watching sports because it's a bunch of men coming together collectively to pursue this goal, and they get so into it, they're so passionate about it because they're not pursuing a goal themselves, so they live vicariously through this game, you know. Um, so yeah, that that's my purpose today is to make thriving standard, and I just realized this recently is that I am one of the luckiest men in the world. It's a very small percentage of men out there who get paid and rewarded to simply exist. I am who I am and I get rewarded for it. That's the coolest fucking thing. It's like, wow, I get to live the captain's lifestyle, you know, talking about holistic health and finding your purpose and helping others do the same and people get benefited by that, so they pay me. It's like, wow. That's fucking cool.
0: Yeah, I love it. And and I want to kind of break down each of those pillars that you mentioned before we do. You kind of alluded to something that I thought was really interesting. You mentioned your time in the Marine Corps, you experienced poor leadership or what you thought was leadership, but was actually more just tyrannical, authoritative. And I think that a common mistake that people make is authority does not equal leadership. And just because somebody holds a position of power, that does not make them a leader. And and vice versa. Just because somebody's a great leader, that doesn't mean that they necessarily have power or authority. What is leadership to you? Uh, having been through the Marine Corps, having been through like the you know CrossFit space, and then leading other men, what do you feel like makes a great leader?
1: Yeah, leadership. Um, I actually incorporate into uh, one of my core values. Um, that core value is inspiration, which I have defined. Uh, one of the things that defines inspiration is leading by example. And that is, I think, the that and also having integrity, um, which is doing like making and keeping promises to yourself and doing what you say you're going to do. Along with that comes leading by example. I think that's that along with integrity are the most important aspects of leadership is not doing uh, or is not telling people what to do, but show them what to do? This is actually something that I struggled with for a long time, and I was wondering why I wasn't uh, seeing the results for people or the success that I thought I deserved. Is because I was telling people a lot of these holistic lifestyle practices and and um, you know find your true purpose. But like, was I actually living that lifestyle as opposed to just preaching this stuff? And it wasn't until I realized that, like, oh, nobody wants to be told. What to do they they want to feel like it's their own idea like they're they're now inspired to do it they're motivated and by seeing somebody live that way as opposed to you're doing this wrong fix this it's like no i'm not Fuck you you know so i started showing people and that's um that's why i'm starting what what's called the living the captain's lifestyle it's a youtube show about me essentially a reali- reality show of me living my life combination of education and entertainment of why I'm making certain decisions. Cause I think a lot of people are just so on autopilot. They've never questioned these things. Oh, I'm hungry. Well, uh, in the morning breakfast, um, or cereal is a breakfast food. So I'm just going to have cereal. I don't necessarily know why. I know that it tastes good and people have it for breakfast. Right. Yeah. It's interesting because
0: as you're saying that I think about how, when we, when it comes to making decisions. A lot of times we avoid thinking about what we truly want out of life like what is that ultimate thing that you want because the decision should be straightforward is this moving me closer to what i want or further away but we we're so afraid to define what it is that we want because once you define it then if you don't get it that would be considered a failure and i think so many people just want to play it safe and i'm not going to define that thing and then i can just coast through life. And you kind of mentioned like some people get stuck in that job that they got after college and just think like, this is life for me. I know like for me, I was very much a box checker when I was like, you got to go to school. You got to get the job. You got to get married. You got to buy the house. like. And then I was like, okay, I checked all these boxes. Now what? Like my life kind of sucks actually. So yep. why do you think that's normal? Like why why don't we ever challenge what's considered average or normal or standard in our society? Well-
1: I think it's normal because the quality of men has dramatically diminished over the last few decades, meaning there has no longer been any challenge that men have had to overcome to prove their worthiness. Now, everybody is accepted no matter what. There's no rite of passage that you have to overcome And because of that, because everything has been made easier and the bar has been set so low, there's no reason for a lot of men to have that standard for themselves, right? And because everybody, well, not everybody, because most men today are unfortunately in that position, a lot of your friends that you think are friends, I don't, I wouldn't consider them friends because unless they're challenging you and calling you out on your bullshit they're not actually your friends. Like my friends, the people who I surround myself with are constantly calling me out and challenging me. Like uh, one of my employees, for example, he was working with me. um, We were living together. And then when he went back home, he sent me a message saying, hey, I've really enjoyed working with you, but I don't see the drive. Like you say you want to accomplish all these things, but you're not actually doing it. And instead of getting defensive and like having my ego show up and like, what are you talking about? Like I am doing these things, extreme ownership. You're right. I had been slacking. Thank you for calling me out on this. Let's fucking go. Right? So because most men are afraid to call anybody out on their bullshit or ask the tough questions, these things are just considered normal.
0: I want to take a brief pause to tell you about the magic of Organifi. So I'm doing a little bit of an experiment where I've, I've been kind of telling you guys about my gut health issues lately. And uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle and I'm working with somebody to try and get it all sorted out. But one thing that I wanted to test was removing some of the veggies that I've been eating. And I know that sounds strange because I talk so much about the importance of getting in vegetables. And I believe that wholeheartedly. But I just started to notice a little bit of uh, some issues around getting in enough veggies uh, or the types of veggies that I've been eating. And so I wanted to just experiment with what happens if I reduce that. The reason that I felt so confident in doing it is because I have my Organifi green juice every single morning. So I never worry about getting in enough veggies throughout the day. It's my insurance policy. And Not only my insurance policy on a daily basis, but my insurance policy when I'm trying something like this, when I'm trying to heal my gut and seeing if there are certain veggies that are not sitting well with me, Organifi Green Juice has been a game changer and a lifesaver. I feel way more confident in doing this experiment because I've got that green juice every morning. If you want 20% off, I I use the crisp apple green juice. It's my favorite, uh, delicious flavor. And it's going to get you covered on all of your micronutrient needs, your, your veggie insurance policy. Uh, if you want 20% off, go to organify.com slash POPFAM. That's organif com slash P-O-P-F-A-M. Use code POPFAM at checkout. I also recommend picking up their gold juice. That's my nightly routine to wind down with some warm almond milk, the gold chocolate, and some True Whip on top. Mel and I do that every single night, and it's just a little taste of heaven. I highly recommend it. So get yourself some gold juice and green juice and check out all of their products. I know a lot of people want to use the, the green juice as the morning routine, the gold juice as the wind down routine. I get it. Those are amazing. I recommend you pick those up, but they also have their red juice. They also have their immunity. They also have their balance. Like They have amazing products. If you're looking for a good vegan protein powder, they've got you covered you know that it's going to be the best ingredients. You know that it's going to be a quality product. So if you want 20% off any of their products, go to Organify.com slash POPFAM. Use code POPFAM at checkout. Now let's get back to the conversation. I agree. I also am wondering, because it is very easy to fall into this trap of coasting through life and thinking that like on the surface i have all all the things right like if you're if you're married you've you've got a wife you've got kids you've got a steady paycheck and like on the surface it looks good you've got the house whatever it is but then there's that feeling like deep down that like there's there's something more something's missing but we oftentimes just push that feeling aside because you know surface level i'm doing fine like i i make decent money whatever how do you how do you get somebody to like snap out of
1: that and realize that you are settling? You have to keep asking them the questions. Keep going a layer deeper. Most men don't want to have that difficult conversation with another man. They just kind of leave it like they never push. They never dig in and say, "Are you telling the truth? Not just to me. Are you telling yourself the truth? Are you actually being real with yourself? So one, That takes an actual friend who cares deeply about you, because friends who actually care about you are not going to let you slide. They're not going to let you off the hook. They're going to see if you're actually being real. And then that also takes courage on your part for being able to accept, hey, I am putting on this farce of being happy and having everything like I'm not actually fulfilled. In my life, whether that's work or relationship, whatever that takes courage, because that's admitting that you've been lying to yourself this whole time. And then what makes it even harder is that they're afraid of the unknown because right now they're living a good life. Like you said, anybody on the outside looking in to any man who's listening to this podcast, I imagine you're living a good life right? You've got the job, you've got a relationship, you've got the 2.5 kids and a white picket fence. You've got the things, but there's something missing. You're not fulfilled. And you're afraid to give up that good life that you have currently because everybody's telling you you have nothing to complain about, right? You've got it all. Anybody in the, another country would be looking at you saying, you're living the American dream. How could you possibly be unfulfilled? So you're afraid to give that up to go for what's great, for what could potentially be you living your dream life. So what's scary is that gap, the uncertainty gap between the life you're currently living to the life you know you could be living. It's this middle part that's scary. And that's where the magic happens. We can talk about that. I feel like that. That gap is is the most important
0: piece because the one of my favorite quotes of all time and people on my podcast are tired of me saying it but it's so true and it's a Virginia Satir quote and she says most prefer the certainty of misery to the misery of uncertainty, dude. And I, that's good. That's yeah, good. And it's that comfort zone, right? If it's it's known and it's predictable, it's it's the devil you know, right? So let's dig into that gap, like. How do you you help people cross that bridge?
1: One, we already mentioned, you have to have the courage as a man to admit that there is that something missing, right? So once you identify that, that's step one, right? Admit that something is not right. Step two is commit to yourself. Commit to that future that you know is possible. Commit to your potential. And then it's not enough to just do that because if you you commit to that future and everybody else around you is still putting on the farce that they're living a a fulfilling and, and healthy lifestyle, it's going to be impossible to make change. You have to surround yourself with people who have rejected the status quo of being stressed out and unhealthy and unhappy. You have to surround yourself with people who understand these things that you're going through, who also challenge you and who push you or rather pull you to succeed. So the environment is huge. A lot of people think that they've committed to this new lifestyle, but they're still around all the same people who complain, all the same people who have this victim mentality that life is happening to them. And they're just victims of circumstance, powerless. If you surround yourself with those people It it doesn't matter how strong your mind is. That's going to influence you, especially because you've had the past however many years being programmed in that mentality. So if you want to change that mindset, if you want to adopt this new lifestyle for yourself, you have to surround yourself with other men who are doing the same thing. The accountability aspect is huge. Now, once you reach a point to where like I've reached this point, of course, I still have people around me to, to keep me in check but I'm now accountable to myself because I've found my purpose and I have committed to this higher version of myself. And I know what that feels like when I'm striving to that. And I know what the old habits and version of Taylor felt like. So now I'm accountable to myself, but until you can get to that point, it is crucial to have other men around you who are going through the same thing and who are challenging you to improve. Yeah. I think that environment and who you surround yourself with is truly one of the only shortcuts
0: that, that exists. Because you will lower yourself to the standard of the people you surround yourself with, or you will elevate yourself to that standard. It's the whole like crabs in a bucket mentality, right? If you have a bunch of crabs in a bucket, you don't need to keep a lid on the bucket because once one crab tries to escape, the other crabs pull them back down. And that's, that's it. Like If you're surrounding yourself with crabs, you're going to keep getting pulled back down to their standard. Dude, that's it. That That's it. That, You know, it's who are you surrounding yourself with and your environment as well, which goes to like, what are you consuming when you're scrolling on social media? What yes. are you looking at?
1: I, I want to talk on that, but, but first I want to touch on the, the crab analogy that you gave. It's not that they're, some people may be doing it consciously. Like some people may actually understand that it's their own ego being heard and that they're, they're. Um, upset themselves for not reaching their goal so they're trying to bring you back down so they feel better a lot of people are doing that subconsciously they don't even know because they haven't even asked themselves these questions but understand that even if your friends and family which unfortunately a lot of times they will do this they will tell you that your dreams are unrealistic that you can't do that which is so discouraging coming from your friends and family that's why this this environment is so important right and and understand Have empathy for them because they haven't asked themselves these questions, whether that's because they also don't have anybody who's challenged them or they don't have that inner courage to face that themselves. So have empathy, right? Realize that they're just fearful. They're just this scared little boy or girl, right? It's
0: It's such a great point. It's usually coming from a place of projection and insecurity on their own end, which it's not intentional most of the time. The way that I always see it is they, when somebody is, I always think about the example, like a lot of our clients will deal with, right. They, they go out to eat and everybody around them is ordering like beer and burgers and pizza or whatever. And they're like, you know, I'm going to have like some grilled chicken and veggies or something like that. And, and then everyone's like, oh, come on, you <laughs> you this. like trying to, and it's, they're like, it's not about them. It's not about you. It's that you're literally at that point in time, a mirror. And they're looking back at themselves and are like, if this person is showing up for themselves in that way. What does it say about me and how I'm showing up for myself? And that's a subconscious feeling. It just feels unsettling to them because they're like, holy shit, there's this mirror being held up to what I'm doing or what I'm not doing. And if you're successful and you're taking care of your health and you're pursuing bigger dreams, then like, what am I doing? And a lot of people don't want to face that question of what the fuck am I doing with my life? So. Is not about you. It's, it's 100% of the time about them. Dude, you nailed it. That's it. So what's the, do you view this as like an infinite game? Because what I always struggle with is there's always a next level, right? Like I can get lean, but I could always get leaner. Um, I can be strong, but I can always get stronger. I can make money, but I can always make more. Right. So like, cool. If you have the body of your dreams, you've got, you know, lots of zeros in your bank account, but like, there's always a next level. So where does it stop? Is it an infinite game where there's just, it's just, you're playing the game for the sake of the game and there's no end point. How do you view that? Like, when when did you quote, when when do you feel
1: like you quote unquote made it or is there no point of making it? Good question. I I don't know because I've never been there. I've never felt like I've made it, right? But I can speculate. I imagine that for me, this is an infinite gain. However, it may not be in the way that, that you're thinking of this um, this like self-deprecating, oh, I'm not doing enough, got to do more, gotta do more, like what most people do when they chase happiness. I'll be happy when I hit this amount of money, when I'm able to have this car, when I'm able to attend this event, when I get the raise, whatever. It's not that. It's I am happy and fulfilled now, and I know that I can keep improving. Right. And it's also accepting, like right now. I know that i don't have the the perfect uh body that i want right and that's okay because i understand the work that that's going to take and i'm sacrificing that work for instead building my business right now so it's it's accepting things and just being real with yourself like you can't do everything right so it's it's understanding your priorities like what comes first so it's that in combination with always getting 1% 1% better. I really don't ever think that it's like we made it as long as you have found your true purpose. Cuz for me it's like why why would I stop being who I am? That means somebody else would not be benefiting from my work. Why why would I stop that? So I'm going to continue doing something in this way shape or form for the rest of my entire life.
0: Yeah, and I think that kind of circles back to what what we said earlier, which is you have to know what your purpose is and what you truly want. Because then the de- decision beca- becomes a little bit easier. Like, okay, if I could make, you know, let's say you're doing financially really well, you've got a multi-million dollar business and you're like, my ultimate purpose is like spending time with my kids and I want to be there for them. And then a, a decision is I could make another million dollars, but it's going to take me away from my kids. Yeah. That's not what you want. Like we've, you've already had success in that area and your purpose and what you want is more time with the kids. So the decision
1: is pretty easy. I essentially convinced the guy who I sat next to on a plane to quit his job for that exact reason. Because he had done very well financially for himself. He had reached that level of financial freedom. He's got it. He admitted to me that he wants to spend more time with his kids because he hasn't built that relationship that he wants to. And he was. we were able to come to... To, well, he was able to come to the realization that he was chasing money, saying that he was doing it to support his kids. Because when he was growing up, him and his parents had nothing, they had no money. So he swung the pendulum so hard in the other, other direction. I'm going to have all the money. My kids are never going to have to worry about money. And now he's got to find that balance of still financial freedom and, even more importantly, spending that quality time with kids. So I, I told him about, um, the D in the captain's code, which is uh, an acronym and each letter stands for something. The D stands for delegate. So he's in the financial position to delegate a lot of these tasks that he's doing, that he doesn't necessarily enjoy doing to other people. That alone will save him so much time. So just that one little hack for him is able to dramatically increase the quality of his life. And that only came after he was able to admit that he wasn't happy with all this monetary success that he had built up. Yeah, you had to extract the, the meaning, which was, I want more time with my
0: kids. Then once we have that as the, as the top you know, priority on the hierarchy, then the decision should be pretty straightforward. Even if it's not easy, it should be clear the
1: direction that you need to go. Um, like you, you think about it, when you're on your deathbed, are you gonna rather have more zeros in your bank account or more memories with your children? Like the answer is fucking so simple, but so many people are so short-sighted in their vision that they, they never think of lying on their deathbed with regret. So one of the best questions to ask yourself if you're in between making an important life decision is: imagine yourself on your deathbed, and you're looking back at this decision now. Ask yourself: Am I going to regret making this decision? If the answer is yes, make the other decision, even though the other decision will most likely require more time, energy, and effort. It's going to be harder. That's the point. There's a reason why so few people are actually living the life they want to live because that's a fucking hard and scary decision. And Most people say, if they even get to the point of looking at that decision, they say, no, that's too scary. I can't do it. It's not worth it. I don't have time. Whatever excuse.
0: Yeah, no, a lot of that is just to convince ourselves to stay in the current situation to kind of have that. It's more of like a deflection of if I can point to all of these external reasons then I don't have to look internally because that's an uncomfortable thing to do. Uh, what do you what do you say to somebody who's like, this all sounds well and good. It's great. You know, I love it in theory, but like, hey, man, I, I I'm struggling just to, to make ends meet. I'm living paycheck to paycheck right now. I'm, you know, I'm working overtime just to pay my bills and like, yeah, I would love to have the time and, you know, financial freedom and all the things, but like I'm, I'm
1: struggling just to put food on the table. What do you say to that person? Good. You're exactly where you need to be experiencing exactly what you need to feel doing exactly what you need to do. You have to stop complaining about it. And focusing on everything that's going wrong or that you don't like in your life and start focusing on the actions that you can take to move you closer to what you want. So I created the captain's lifestyle crew for this reason. It's my lowest ticket offer. It's $47 a month. We meet every single week with men who are in similar positions, who were courageous enough to admit that something in their lives, whatever it is, they were not fulfilled with. And then every single week, we hop on a coaching and accountability call and hold each other accountable to the things that we say we're going to do. What are you stuck on? Good. What are you going to do to improve it? Great. What's the consequence that you're going to put in place if you get on the next call and you haven't achieved that thing? So we make it very actionable, no wishy washy bullshit. No, it's like, oh, I should be doing this. Okay. Should you or shouldn't you? Yes or no? If yes, good. What is the specific action you're going to take to move closer to that? What time? Where? For how long? Who's involved? What's involved? Write it down. And then this is this is a crucial aspect. Write down why. So I'm going to dot, 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 because this, this, and this. And really the, the deep reason is because once you're able to ask yourself enough times because I'm unhappy or because I'm unfulfilled, because I want my wife to look at me the way that she used to, right? That's, that's the real reason, not because I want to lose 10 pounds, right? Like what, what's the real reason? The power of because is profound. There was a study where uh, they were at uh, an office building and they were making copies and they cut in front of the line and said, can I cut in front of you? Um, well, first they just asked, can I cut in front of you? And they said, yes, I don't know, like 70 something percent of the time. Then they tried again. Can I cut in front of you because I want to make some, or they gave a legitimate reason first, because I'm going to be late for this meeting because I have to pick up my kid, whatever. The people said, yes, you can cut in front of me 96% of the time. Then they got super ballsy with it and said, can I cut in front of you because I want to make some copies? the people still said yes, like 95% of the time, just because they added that because. So you're significantly more likely to actually accomplish your goal if you know the reason why you're doing it, if just because something. And if you make that a real reason, like I'm unhappy or unhealthy, whatever, then that takes you to the next level. I
0: think it's also powerful how you look at the the cost of not doing it. Like if you don't follow through on this, then what is that really costing you? Because we we always shut down that thought of like, Yeah, I know I should be doing this. And then it just ends there when we don't do it. But like, hey, take that thought a little bit further. What did that actually cost you when you broke that promise to yourself? And what is it going to cost you in five years from now if you keep breaking those promises to yourself? And then once you can play that out, like you can actually visualize where that's going to lead you. It's not a pretty sight. It's like, shit, I, I should probably do something about that now and stop saying should and start holding myself accountable or putting myself in an environment where others are holding me
1: accountable. Yeah. Should is an example of soft talk, which are ambiguous words that get us off the hook for taking ownership or taking any action. So words like could, should, try, maybe, someday, possibly, right? We say these soft words and we keep getting soft results because we never actually take action. We've never fully committed to the thing. So instead, switch that solid talk out for, or I'm sorry, switch that soft talk out for solid talk, which are words like, yes, no, I will, I won't. That's taking ownership. It's saying, yes or no, I will or will not do this because, power because, dot, dot, dot. That's when real change starts to happen. That's really powerful
0: too. Uh, I think there's the soft talk also goes along with soft action, which is somebody takes a step, but they're not taking a real step because like, you know, somebody might schedule a call and they're like, you know what? I'm kind of interested in this program. I'm going to book the call and they get that dopamine hit and their brain rewards them for taking a step. And then they're like, yeah, I'm not really sure. And they go back into that. So, but it's like, to them, they felt like they did something about it because you got the dopamine, mm. hit. you took that soft action. And then when it comes time to actually make the decision they retreat. And I always say that to people that get on the phone. It's like, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just here to make you make a decision. Like, mm. you got to be honest with yourself. If it's a no, let it be a no. But if it's also, if, if you're firm in that, then stop complaining about the results you don't have because you made that choice. So totally fine. Just make the decision and own it. But the best thing that I could do for somebody is get them off the fence like yeah sitting on that fence is the worst place you can be. The worst, the worst decision, decision is indecision, for sure. That that maybe area. Yeah, so as we start to wrap up here, I did have a question about like we kind of alluded to it a little bit, but I'm I'm really curious your take. There's there's this buzzword that gets thrown around a lot today, which is balanced. And I think that somebody where to look at you and and your content would, you know, see the amount of work that you've put in on like your physical appearance and, and like you're, you're running a business, you're producing a lot of content. You're there's, there's this, I guess, maybe assumption that you're like a no days off beast mode type of guy, but you also talk about holistic health and like, where do you see balance and recovery and things like sleep and rest days? And like, where does that all fit into this puzzle?
1: Yeah, balance is going to be different for each person. Like my balance is not even close to somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk's balance, right? Uh, and you have, to, you have to find your own, right? So that comes through not comparing yourself to anybody else right? because they're not you. They're not doing the things that you're doing. What, what is your balance? What works for you? And you get there by first defining your priorities, Right, it can't just be random. That's how people end up working for their whole lives for this monetary success, and then they let their family slide, even though they say family's priority. Like, actually, write it down. See where you're spending your time. Where you spend your time, that's where your priorities are, not where you say your priorities are, but where you're actually spending time. And so, how to balance that is, I, I think it I take out the think. It's a good idea to have a coach or some other, ideally knowledgeable third party who can look at your life objectively and and see your blind spots, right? Um, So once you've defined your priorities and you have somebody who can kind of call you out on those things, because a, a lot of people don't know where balance is unless they've first been taught these things. So how I teach balance is, um, in my logo, I don't have, oh, yeah, I do here. So my logo is, uh, this little ship wheel, right? And each of the, the eight spokes, uh, represents a different, uh, pillar that we teach for holistic lifestyle optimization. So it's, um, mindset so a lot of the language things that we talked about switching out soft talk for solid talk for example it's all in the mindset having a growth mindset things like that then vision so creating your mission vision values and purpose which we already talked about that's one of the most important steps understanding where you're going Uh, then brain health so balancing out neurotransmitter deficiencies eliminating brain fog things like that reducing stress Uh, then sleep getting quality sleep Uh, then cultivating meaningful relationships and understanding how to communicate and lead effectively as a man, then nutrition, exercise, and biohacking. What most people do, if they're making the switch towards a a healthy lifestyle from, let's say, a a primarily work-based lifestyle, they focus all of their attention and energy on either exercise or nutrition, or some combination of both of those, right? Right. So that's only like three, three rungs on the wheel, right? Trying to balance and steer it that way. No, you got to have a piece of all eight of them and understand how to balance it properly. Like, do you need more sleep? Do you need to reduce your stress? Do you need more time with family? Like, w- what is it? Right. And having somebody, a coach, to tell you what the most important aspect is that you're out of balance in and how to realign that. That's why the The center of the logo is a a yin yang. So once you're able to find that perfect balance, you've reached, you know, lifestyle optimization. And so that's the game is just balancing all those rungs. I love it. It's going to look
0: different for everybody, as you mentioned. But I think having that framework and then having somebody to identify those blind spots is huge. Um, Like we've been talking about the accountability, the environment, who you're surrounding yourself with. um, That's just going to shortcut the process. Um, So... This has been a really fun conversation for me. I would love for you to uh, give the listeners an opportunity to continue to follow along with everything that you do and uh, where can they find you, where, they, where can they connect with you, and just anything that you want to shout out here.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. It was indeed a, a fun conversation. You guys can find me on uh, social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, at Captain underscore Taylor underscore Morgan, uh, the Captain's Lifestyle Podcast. And uh, you can download the captain's code, which I briefly mentioned. I'll, I'll send you the link for that. Cool. And we will post all of that in the show notes. Um, I appreciate the time and uh, we'll chat very soon. Appreciate you, Mike.